Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. You have no one on your side protecting your interests. Nobody. Nobody in government's coming to your rescue. All we hear, excuses. Let me just give you an example before we launch into what we're going to talk about. Oh, you have to pay higher gas prices. Why? The people of Ukraine need you. This is Russia's fault. You're going to have to make sacrifices and stand on moral character. This is what Jen Psaki said in her press conference. And then it was, no, no, now now the oil companies are price gouging. That, that was the latest one. But in between, there were a whole host of things. Uh, why don't you just produce your own oil rather than go to dictators to get it? Well, we, we've left that behind. We're not producing anything. And I, I look at this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just saying, we have had, uh, I've counted no less than five excuses on why we have the high oil prices and they all are not uh, complementary excuses. In other words, some of them conflict with each other. And that just sets the stage for what we're going to talk about. Shortages of our overlords. Planned or not planned, you get to make that decision. But you have to be one heck of a coincidence theorist to turn a blind eye to intent. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show That's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. We're brought to you by Virtual Shield. In a time where you're being spied on incessantly, both by the government and by corporations, oh, they're not spying on you? How do you think the same ads keep showing up after you've talked about something, after you've visited a site? And no matter what website you go to, it still shows up, right? Are you sick of it? I'm sick of it. But if you employ Virtual Shield, you don't have to worry about it. Identity theft, thing of the past. Putin cyber, well, as long as you have power, you're going to be okay. Because they're not going to be able to get into what you do. And you think, why is that? Because they have encryption. But the encryption is only the concealment part. What they do inside is this. Rotating IP addresses, rotating locations in milliseconds can't keep up. And then the encryption comes in. And you're thinking, well, it must be expensive. Well, it's really not. It's a great deal. You have to take a 30-day free trial. Notice my choice of words. Have to take a 30-day free trial. They want to show you how good it is. And then what are they going to do? Then you get 50% off. But that's just for us by visiting our site, hidewithdave.com. Our site, hidewithdave.com. You're going to get 50% off for life. And, oh, yes, this works on all kinds of devices. doesn't matter if it's your cell phone, your laptop, whatever. You'll choose a business plan. You'll choose a personal plan, one or the other. 
and it'll be happy sailing. You'll be really well protected, and the prices are to die for. Hidewithdave.com. Well, that kind of fits into what we're talking about here is because you right now have been declared not to be a citizen of the United States. You are now a subject of the United States. You don't have citizenship rights anymore, but that's another topic for another time. So fellow subjects, pay attention and people, excuse me, uh, I'm better, but still struggling to get through the entire part of my illness. Um, Joe Snake, I want to thank you for coming in from Canada. I'm so sorry for what you people are going through. I've reported on this, that the Canadians, the wealthy, are leaving the country by the droves with their wealth. Now, some of them are going to probably maintain a residence. But they're going to Panama, they're going to Mexico, they're coming to the United States. Why? I don't know what makes them think Biden's going to be any different than Trudeau and just unilaterally seize without court action, without a judge. Okay, no due process, just seize assets because maybe someone gave a pizza to the truckers, to the convoy, or they donated $50. I know one lady gave $50 to her son that was in the convoy, and they took her bank account too. Who would ever stay in a country like that? Well, sometimes people are bound to the country because they don't have the resources to leave. But I'll tell you, the resources from the wealthy are leaving. Trudeau will still he'll move to stop this because he can't afford the kind of flight. By the way, Americans pay attention. I'm doing a series on my TV show, probably starting Monday or Tuesday. And I'm going to be looking at Biden is planning to do the same thing to you. If you're naughty, you lose everything. If you're nice, they'll leave you alone for a while as long as you tolerate their shortages, which is the topic for today. I'm going to go with the first shortage that the overlords brought to us, and that was closing the meatpacking plants. Now, during the COVID situation, I can understand a couple of weeks of indecision. We didn't know fully what we were dealing with. But as far as I know, cows don't transmit COVID. I've never heard that, so I doubt that it's true. So why couldn't you keep the meatpacking plants open if the workers were too much at risk? You put the National Guard in hazmat suits because this is a national security issue, and you put them in the 19 meatpacking plants that you closed, and you let them continue the work with a little bit of training. How hard would that have been to go on? And you wouldn't have had to slaughter millions of cows at the cost of over billions of dollars for farmers and ranchers not to mention what we're paying in the grocery store, not to mention the shortages, the meat limitations that many of us across the nation are facing. And you're thinking, gosh, Dave, you're actually making sense. Yeah, I've thought this through pretty clearly. I've talked about this for two years now, two years. By the way, four of the plants are reopened, and guess what? An American company does not own them any longer. Gee, I wonder who does. I'll just leave that to you to guess. So the meat shortages. Now, The World Economic Forum is very kind. They have told us that, you know, there's going to be a meat shortage and we'll step up with fake lab meat. I'm sorry if I'm not using the scientific term. I don't know what it is. I know what the vernacular is, but we can't say that here. This is a family show. I'll have nothing to do with their fake lab meat or their bugs. But it sure is a nice way to usher in there what your diet's going to be. Remember they came out with the dietary restrictions? They said you'll either eat uh, plant Uh, bugs, aquatics, or fake lab meat. Those are your four choices. Yummy, yummy. And you thought prison food was bad. 
so that's the first thing that really bothered me here about how this was handled. But it set the pattern for what was going to come. We had the great toilet paper shortage. But see, that was the fault of the supply chain. It was. Now, there's two ways to look at the supply chain issue here. And both of them come back to an abject, intentional failure of leadership. We are now two years into the pandemic. The supply chain issue started to pile up almost immediately. So some of the blame here belongs to Trump. Most of the blame belongs to Biden, because by the time that Trump was defeated, plans should have been moved and said, well, I can do better than that candidate, and this is what I'm going to do to ensure everything gets into the country, and we're going to fix the supply chain problem. But gee, upon taking office, the Biden administration had a secretary of transportation who you think would have overseen this, but he had to go on parental leave during a national security crisis. See, when you serve in government, you're required to make certain sacrifices. When my dad was involved in helping to put the first nukes on the first ship of the Navy, he was gone except for one 10-day leave for 18 months from his family. I'm way, way too young at that time to remember it, uh, as I hadn't been born real long. Good thing he was home prior. I probably wouldn't even be here. But he was gone for 18 months. He was allowed to call my mother and talk to us, although I wasn't conversational. But he was allowed to talk to my older sister. He was allowed to talk to my mother for a total of 30 seconds. And the port there was Jacksonville. My point is this. As a naval officer on a specialized secret mission, putting nukes on these ships was a big deal. They didn't do it in Jacksonville. They were preparing the CIC, that's my dad's job. Then they sailed around Cape Horn, and that's where they did it. This is before satellites, and they didn't want the Russians to know what they were doing. So 30 seconds, a conversation a month. When you work for the government and your business is national security, you make sacrifices. My dad didn't get to go on parental leave. If my mom had been pregnant when he left and had given birth, he couldn't have been there. So why does Buttigieg get parental leave when the supply chain is backing up and it's starting to collapse the economy? Am I making any sense here? This was a total failure in leadership. And I'm saying the genesis of this starts with Trump. He deserves blame, too. He does. And he was too busy trying to look like he was cooperating with all the health authorities and didn't give one consideration for the economy. And I was calling that time for a blended approach. Can we satisfy different needs at the same time? Because, see, doctors don't think about the economy, and economists don't often think of medicine. So this is why you're the president and you bring people together that have strengths so you can work out common solutions. That would have been the obvious thing to do. But that didn't happen under Trump. And we went the opposite direction with Biden because by that time, we should have had, again, the military, the National Guard, every emergency service personnel at the ports processing food and making sure they're getting to destination, and then other products too. Oh, but gee, there was the chip problem. Should we talk about that now? Uh, you got a real problem, ladies and gentlemen, with your cars, and I'm going to address that right here. What is your chips? What if you needed a chip replaced? Guess what? Your vehicle is going to sit there idle for months. This is what's happening today in America. Now, what should have happened? You put pressure on the Chinese. You tell them, we're going to start tariffing your products if you don't start producing and getting things here in a timely fashion. 
And you say, well, China was a partial lockdown. They were still shipping. And the chip issue should have been a priority. And we should have put pressure on Taiwan, too, for the same reasons. But we didn't. Failure of leadership. We exercised no leverage when we had it. But it gets worse than that. You know what the latest challenge to your car is? Announced yesterday by NBC at 5 o'clock Eastern. They said, we are facing an impending and severe shortage of rubber. Notice how it's always related to cars. And then our sanctions. Um, Jim Rickards has talked about this. I don't think there's a more qualified economist in the country that's, uh, I don't think there's anyone more qualified than him to comment on this kind of thing because he's had government experience, academic experience, uh, financial sector experience. He's done it all. He's done it all. He's not your academician that never came out of the office and didn't live in the real world, which so many people now are working for the Biden administration with those credentials. Uh, like the guy who's in charge of sanctions for the Federal Reserve. Oh, my God. This guy's a disaster. He's never had a real job in his life. But Ben Rickards noted, noted this uh, in the Stansbury um, Research interview the other day that airs on uh, YouTube. But I'm saying it so you can go watch it because I don't have the time to go through all of the, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of the right word, dramatic, drastic, catastrophic things he was saying about what's coming. He didn't talk about rubber because when they did the interview, the rubber shortage had not been introduced. But what he talked about was the sanctions aren't just felt by Russia. It circles around the world. He used the example of nickel. Okay, so nickel tied heavily to China. And now the Chinese overlord for nickel is losing billions of dollars because he needs Russia to help process. And Russia is now cut out of the process the banks are frozen, okay? So he, he doesn't have any way to monetize anything, to move anything. So guess what's happened to the price of nickel? It's gone up five times. By the way, where does that show up? Oh, Pete Buttigieg said, if you don't like the gas prices, just spend $60,000 and buy a new car, electric car. <clears throat> where do you think the nickel does? It goes to the battery. goes to the battery. So now you have a shortage. Elon Musk is pissed off. Now you have dramatic price increase. So I don't know what your 60000 will buy now, especially in an inflated economy. But this is the lack of leadership we have had the entire time. If there was a wrong decision to make, the Biden administration has consistently made it. And this is why people are now openly, even in the media, openly speaking about intentionality, openly speaking about it. Um, should we talk about Ukraine policies? Why did Putin attack Ukraine? Now, I can give you his stated reason, and we could debate what's behind the scenes and what he's really after, and, and I realize some of those arguments have merit. But the two things that we can really say that come into play here was the lack of interaction, meaningful interaction. I don't know how Biden can mean, meaningfully interact with anybody. Did you see his speech yesterday? Did you see that when he had uh, uh, KJB out there and they were announcing her confirmation for the Supreme Court and he tried to get into what does America stand for? And then we got a word salad that lasted 30 seconds long. Kamala Harris is like this. <laughs> KJP was 
kind of like withdrawing. What is he talking about? Did you see that? Oh, my gosh. This man can't communicate with anybody. So he sends an emissary to talk to Putin. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and you say look we know you're concerned about nato coming east we know that's a big big concern uh, <clears throat> by the way this is what trump would have done so then they're in a situation where I'm still scratching my head over the lack of action on this. There's something called the Minsk Agreement. That's a treaty between the United States and the former Soviet Union that's still in place today. And it basically said we won't move NATO eastward. Well, we progressively have. And Ukraine is the final stop. And it was a CIA-backed coup that kicked out the Russian puppet government from Ukraine in 2014. We're well aware of that. And now with the weak sister in there as the president, um, Putin felt emboldened to act. But the one thing that could have taken away the moral high ground from Putin was this. If Biden would have come out to say, look, you're not going to attack Ukraine. You'll have severe consequences if you do. But we will pledge to you. We want to live in a world of peace. 
Okay, we're going to buy your oil because we're suspending oil production in this country and we're preventing oil companies from making a profit with our restrictions. So we'll be buying your oil, Russia, but we won't move eastward. We'll have Ukraine declare a neutrality or we'll bring sanctions down on them. And that's exactly what Biden should have done, because then all of a sudden Putin can't say, you're having chemical weapon factories on my border, his claim. You have all these weapons in the border of Ukraine-Russia pointing at us, violation of the Minsk agreement. You'd have taken away his entire moral high ground with that. Now, can I promise that Putin would have stopped? Well, I think he would have. If Trump was in play, Putin wouldn't have dared do what he did. I guarantee you. And there would be M29 planes. And that's the other joke about this president that we have is the one weapon that could turn the course of the war immediately backwards, the M20. Oh, we can't give it to him because it's an offensive weapon. Well, what kind of offensive weapons do you think the Russians are using to kill Ukrainian civilians? I, I mean, there's absolutely zero logic going on there because there's a bigger agenda. And that's another story for another time. The two competing world currency philosophies are or in Ukraine, and this is where it started. It's not where it's going to end either, but that's another subject that we're going to cover in a different post. But I want to get to the point here of how we ended up with such horrible gas prices and such prolific shortages exacerbated by the Ukraine situation with Russia. It's because Biden didn't do his job. Biden had the ability to stop this. We don't need NATO in Ukraine. You can have mid-range ICBMs that can deliver a nuclear payload immediately. You could have armed the Eastern European nations, members of NATO, NATO with you know all the uh, missile systems that you need. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. And then you could have made a condition of declaring neutrality with Ukraine that you're not going to raise gas prices on Europe, and that would have brought Germany and France into play. None of this was done. None of it was even tried because Biden doesn't want a solution, or I should say the people behind Biden, they don't want a solution. They want an exacerbated conflict. And like I said, the two competing money systems are at war here, and it's about dominance. And so there are greater forces than within our government that are actually pushing this conflict right now. And when you look at the administration's answers to the questions like Peter Ducey asked him from Fox News, and you get the just nonsensical responses and the word salads from Joe, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And you can see they don't have any logical foundational base from which they're basing their policies, and we're all suffering because of it. I mean, gas, the gas increases right now have slowed down because we have destroyed um, – our oil reserves, and this is only a short-term fix I hear that's going on for 30 days, and it's back to the skyrocketing inflation. And now we have the military hamstrung because they won't have oil reserves to draw upon in case we do have to go to war with China, Russia, or both. In other words, Biden has endangered our national security to a very, very high degree. And to show you just how incompetent compromised our Joint Chiefs are, not a word from them. This is something you let yourself get fired for when you're at retirement age, Millie. You should say, this is really reckless. The military needs this oil. We need to be able to count on it. Or we can't change directions. We can't commit extra troops when they're needed somewhere. Why? Because we don't have the fuel. And like Hitler, then you're, and then you're really destined to a military strategy where if you're making ground advances, you have to go in the direction of oil. This is how the Russians were able to defeat 
the Germans on the Eastern Front because they could anticipate their moves based on their oil shortages. This was part of the strategy. And that's the bind that Biden has put the United States in right now. And we're suffering with higher prices, gas-related, transportation, prices on the shelf. This is destroying our economy. We're in free-fall economic collapse, but we don't have an accurate way to measure. And, And let me tell you why. The Biden administration keeps moving the goalposts of inflation. If they don't count gas and they don't count food. So we don't have to eat or drive to work or transport products. Is this the most insane thing? And then they give you the inflation outside those two measures. Well, what's driving the inflation? Gas, energy, correct? Okay, so if you go back to the 1982 CPI measurements to calculate inflation and apply them to today, and they still would fit, the inflation rate is 17%. Some say 17.3, some economists say 16.8. Okay, so I went midpoint on this from what I found, and I'd say it's 17%. That means this. If inflation didn't go up, and it will again in June, trust me, big time, um, when the oil reserve effect wears off, But if we get to the end of the year, let's say we didn't have any increases, which is not going to happen, you're going to lose 17% of your buying power. So if you had $100,000 in the bank, it will buy $83,000 at the end of the year. But you're also affecting trust funds, retirement pensions, because inflationary costs and the eroding of the American economy, the eroding of the dollar, affects their investments on how they fund your pensions. Every one of your pensions is at risk right now. This is one thing the media is not talking about. Now, one nice thing on YouTube, they have these interviews from with some of these prominent uh, economists, and they're telling you that your pensions are in big trouble. It's not today, it's not tomorrow, but you know, around election time, all let's put it this way, the covers could be pulled back. So... <laughs> Those of you living on fixed income, you're screwed. Seriously. And then your home heating costs as a result of energy, eat or heat. Do you know people are making decisions right now? There was a poll out there, 54% of Americans have admitted that they have changed their diet to match their needs for transportation so they can get to work. That's over half of America. And we're just into this crisis. This has no end in sight. Um <laughs> The World Economic Forum says the Ukraine war could go on for a long time. I don't know what that means, but I assume it means at least a year. Some people think it's generational. Well, with some of the horrible abuses we're seeing on both sides, executing civilians, executing Russian prisoners of war, I mean, there's enough blame to go around for everybody. Um, yeah, the, the hardship feelings aren't going to go away, and that will fuel the regimes and what they're doing. Remember what I said, it's two competing monetary philosophies. Okay, let me go through a few more things here. Ukraine, see, Biden should have done everything he could have to prevented this war from breaking out because fertilizer. Now, Biden has said, we're going to have food shortages. Now, words like famine are coming out of congressmen's mouths. They're using the word famine. In America. And that's because fertilizer is not reaching farmers. Two months ago, I was told by a top farmer in the Midwest 
he said, I'll, I'll build a farm right now about a quarter of my land when I do three quarters because he does the old crop rotation strategy. And I said, and he goes, that's what we have today. He goes, I don't know how bad this is going to get. So imagine a country that has one-third of its food supply being produced domestically. But there's something even worse, and I did a YouTube video on this last night. Congressman Newhouse from Washington State introduced a bill. And you know what the bill was for? To eliminate foreign ownership of our farmland. It's a great idea. Uh, He claimed that China owns over $4 billion of our farmland. And he's introduced the bill to turn back the ownership. He said, this is a national security risk. You think? Think you could starve a population into submission? Do you know why uh, Richmond and Vicksburg fell in the Civil War? They ran out of food. The Union troops weren't able to conquer them until they started eating rats. It's well known. Starve, Starve a population into submission. Cut off their water, cut off their food, cut off their resupply of weapons and ammunition. That's how you defeat someone in an urban area. That's what it looked like Kiev was in for for a while. I'm not sure where that conflict's going. Well, actually, I am, but that's another topic for another time. Look to the sea bases, the seaports. That's where Russia's going next. Um, so back to this concept here. We created a mess with the fertilizer by letting this war go forward. And then all kinds of precious metals that are involved. It's just lithium, for example. And then you got all the lithium we left behind in Afghanistan, and you got the Taliban in charge of that, and they can defend it with $85 billion of American military equipment from a president who also said, this is how much he cares about you. And see, this should be the benchmark for how you judge this president. 238 days ago, this president said, we'll leave no Americans behind in Afghanistan. He's right. We didn't leave no Americans behind, and we left 9,000 Americans behind. This is the person that's in charge of what resources you're going to get determined by his policies. And not one of them has benefited the American people. Not one. Well, you could say, well, Dave, you did keep oil prices from rising for a while by releasing the oil reserves. And my question is, what price to our national defense? So, again, back to my statement, you can't tell me, and I say this to Democrats every day, and it's not a Democrat-Republican thing because the Republicans are almost as dirty as the Democrats. It's a matter of bad and really bad. But you tell me one thing that this administration has done to benefit the American people, that everything they have done has worsened the situation from their inaction at the ports, their inaction at the meatpacking plants. But unfortunately, um, there's more. I'm getting complaints from people around the country, and I've had it confirmed from people in the business, and I can't cite these people because they're afraid of federal regulators showing up and driving them out of business. But I will share with you what I have been told is that we are headed for a massive egg shortage because federal inspectors are now going on farmlands. They conduct what the farmers uh, and ranchers are saying are bogus inspections, and they find one chicken with a problem, and the chicken may not even have the problem from what I'm told. And then they say, no, we have to kill all thousands of your chickens. And they're wiping out chicken herds all across places like Texas. And pretty soon you're going to have a hard time getting eggs. And the eggs you get, you're going to pay an arm and a leg for. Oh, coffee imports, same thing. You like coffee for breakfast? I got mine right here. Well, guess what, boys and girls? Ain't going to be here much longer. Ain't going to be here much longer. 
Um, let's see what else do we have here. Oh, yes. Uh, medical supplies like eye care, pain medication. Oh, we'll leave the border open and let unlimited fentanyl come in, but we won't do anything to enhance our own manufacturing effects. See, this is another thing any president worth his salt would have done. We would have said to China, okay, you're not going to do what we need done on a critical basis here. Fine, we're sanctioning this export to America, that export to America, and if you don't do something within 90 days, we're going to do more. And in the meantime, you say, to hell with these people. You meet with your industrial leaders and say, okay, you know all that COVID relief money we threw away, $5 billion to the NEA and all that nonsense? Should have taken that money and said to these people, okay, we're going to give you foundational funding to manufacture these products we don't have here. Emergency funding. Problem is you have to start today and you have to have the first batch out within three weeks. We're capable of doing that. We didn't even try. We didn't even try. I wish someone would find fault with what I'm saying because I see no hope for economic future, none. In fact, actually, I'll be quite frank with you. There are many Americans, of which I won, we're looking for foreign entities to distribute some of our assets to. Oh, I'll still pay my taxes. I'm not doing that as a tax evasion strategy. But if you think I'm going to let the Biden administration control how I live with their reckless policies, which seem to intentionally want to harm Americans. No, think again. Uh, By the way, Biden has actually announced, who who was talking about this? Oh, the uh, nomad capitalist. Really good channel on YouTube. You want to check him out. Not very controversial, but just very straightforward. He said, The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. They have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. The Biden administration is now encouraging a bill that Burgess and, oh, I can't think of the other guy now, but two Democrats are sponsoring a bill to make it difficult for you to get your money, your assets out of the country. Yeah. Digital, guys, I'm not going there in this broadcast because that's a whole broadcast unto itself. I notice that's showing up here in some of the comments. Yeah, the digital thing, yes, uh, we need to avoid this at all costs. But I'll give you my reasons for it at a different time. Remember I said two competing monetary philosophies at war with each other in Ukraine. And by the way, all of Latin America is going to side with Russia. They may not like their politics. They may not like the brutality of their military. But they're certainly not going to go along with what Biden's doing and what the World Economic Forum is doing. Um, Let's look at what else here we have here. Um, Bacon. Bacon shortage. Um. Computer-oriented metals are escalating, so so much for the cheap laptop in the future. Uh, cell phones, did you notice, too, it was an Apple iPhone? You now have to purchase your accessories separately. You don't get your charger with it and whatever else you need. You have to pay for it individually, like on a menu deal, so they make even more money. That's because they're getting squeezed. They're getting squeezed badly. Uh, the USPS raising their rates in a depressed economy 
Your federal government's letting the post office rip you off. Unbelievable, isn't it? And then we have the biggest cost of all. Remember, I'm the son of an immigrant on my dad's side. Okay, First generation there, mom's family goes back to the 1740s in America. But the one thing that I'm going to say here, and, and it's not derogatory towards immigrants, you got let me just start with a couple of facts. If you live in the Southwest, you encounter people that have crossed the border illegally over and over and over and over. It's just kind of a way of life. And the vast majority of people that do this, and I do mean vast majority, most of them were tricked into coming here. Oh, they were told, remember when the first one showed up and they had Biden T-shirts on and the Democrats go, that's a bad idea. We need to stop doing that. But remember when they showed up with Biden T-shirts? Corporations are going into villages all through wherever they want people from and say, we welcome you here. Land of opportunity. Ollie, ollie, oxen free. And then when they get here and they see, well, there's actually some resistance to them being here and they can't really get into the system and they have to work outside the system, hope they don't get caught. Although today that's not a fear, but uh, working outside the system means you have no one to complain to. If you're mistreated, if you're underpaid, minimum wage does not apply. Neither does work comp, neither does social security, nothing, nothing. And they don't benefit the American public because they're not paying into the system. Many times they're paid off the books and under the table. Now, if they're paid as uh, an entity that the federal government has not investigated as they're supposed to, uh, then they are paying some taxes, of which they'll receive absolutely no benefit themselves. Social Security is an example of that. Uh, no health care insurance for these people, but they get covered. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Watch for the closing hospitals across the country. They have to treat these people when they walk in with the flu. Do you know what this means? We've had a million people already cross the border in the first three months of this year. Now we've got the May 23rd cancellation of Title 42 coming. And that number could go to five to 800,000 immigrants per month. Per month. How many hospitals are going to close now? Good question, isn't it? I'm pausing to let this sink in. What about schools? In schools, they're not even allowed to ask immigration status. This is a DOJ ruling. So they can't even say, well, are you entitled to be here? If you do that, you're in violation of federal law, you'll get sued. So, no, everybody comes in free. But it ain't free to you and me. We're paying for this. Now, under the Trump administration, immigration you know, was not totally under control. But with Biden, it's totally out of control. So we talk about shortages, but people are missing the effect on infrastructure for America. Hospitals, utility usage, road usage, the schools, as I just mentioned. Where does it end? And you know who's paying for that? Well, you know the answer to that question. You're paying for this. You're paying for this. And you're going to tell me all these people are asylum seekers? Heck, I'm looking for asylum. <laughs> I mean, um, I was watching a documentary last night on this community in, uh, in Mexico, and it has a lot of American expats. And they went around and interviewed them, and they were retired age, living on their uh, pension, their Social Security, uh, whatever they saved up. 
and they were comfortable and they were happy where they were at. And they said, what motivated you to come here? And repeatedly, they said, our corrupt politicians, we could not take it any longer. Um, this is going to be the biggest dent in our economy. This is going to be where the system collapses. If we don't have enough food to face America, feed Americans now, and Obama's calling for food shortage, Obama, excuse me, uh, actually did a Freudian slip there. But if Biden is not talking about, uh, if he's talking about food shortages, um, how are we going to feed these people coming in? Do you think they're coming job ready? Do we even have jobs for them? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I want to make this really clear. To some people say, well, this is pretty long and Dave's on a rant. I have to be honest with you. I haven't even scratched the surface. I haven't even scratched the surface. So let me leave you with if we can survive. And I don't know that we're going to survive this economically, politically, socially, culturally. And then here's the other thing, too. The people that we got from Mexico in the earlier days of immigration, legal, illegal, most of them just wanted to come here and have a better life. Now, I think we should have had a system set up that would have facilitated things like this because we have a declining birth rate on one hand. We've got to replace it with a 0.3 increase through immigration that we're not getting in our birth rate. Um, That's important. But the ones that came here primarily from Mexico in the earliest days of this under George W. Bush who was almost as bad as Biden, but didn't take all the controls off. But uh, these people would come in and they'd work hard and second generation do a lot better and they fit in. Culturally, um, most of them being Catholic, that gave them a bind with the values of this country. We know that, well, it used to be in law school, they teach the Ten Commandments were the basis for our our laws. Now, they've taken all that out. You can't talk about God in the law schools unless you're in a religious institution. But we used to teach that. And this is why in a lot of judges' chambers, they remember they took a lot of heat for this about 15 years ago. They they display the Ten Commandments in their, uh, in their courtroom. And, oh, the ACLU had a field day with them. But they were historically accurate. So the fact that you had immigrants coming here that had a cultural base that was very similar to the guiding principles of the American foundation of the Republic made assimilation psychologically a lot easier. The language barrier and some custom cultural differences obviously are challenges for every immigrant class, uh, but mastered pretty well. Today we're getting people from countries that hate America. I'm not saying all the people that cross hate America, but I'm saying they're coming from regions that do. Mayorkas just welcomed Cuban immigrants. Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Did you see that yesterday? Ladies and gentlemen, we can't absorb this because here's the deal. And this is one of the things I think you've got to realize that's really important is that the language of this country is English. I see nothing with it becoming Spanish, but do you want to become the next Quebec where everything is a disaster working with the government because it's bilingual and not everyone there is bilingual? Most are, but not everyone. And the other thing is it would take us 20 years to adjust to these numbers, at least 20 years. And that's if our infrastructure doesn't collapse. So you now have what's called, sociologists refer to this as cultural diffusion which means the dramatic and uh, historic 
uh, importation of people has definitely diffused your culture. It's diffused your language, your customs. And here's my major concern. Would you agree with me the Democrats are about taking away your rights? They've done a hell of a job, right? Okay. Well, people that come here that don't know their rights won't know what they've missed. And if they're given Joe Biden T-shirts when they first start showing up, who do you think they're going to vote for? And you see all the push, pushing for uh, voting by people who are not citizens going all, all across the country in blue cities. You think it's going to have an effect on our politics? What's going to happen to your rights as a result of this? How many people will know that the government's acting illegally? It's a good question, isn't it? So I thought I would just share this with you here. And I thought I would uh, come forward this morning and just say, you think you're seeing shortages? You ain't seen nothing yet. That's the first thing. I wanted to put the, the responsibility at the feet of the people who are responsible. I believe the vast majority of this was avoidable. I realized China presented a challenge, but it could have been met here domestically, and we did nothing to try. We could have stopped what was going on in Ukraine. I will never believe otherwise, because if it wasn't true, you had 2014, right? Russia's out of Ukraine. They're pissed. Trump comes in. Why didn't Putin pull this crap during Trump's administration? Why did he start the buildup months into the, uh, the Biden administration? Because he knew he was dealing with a weak sister. This is really a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Now, my solution, and I don't know how good it is. My solution is this. There are a few good Republicans out there, and I mean very few. Don't don't count the ones that go on Fox and say, oh, the horror of it all, and then they go back to their respective bodies and do nothing. Do nothing. They should be on top of the tables calling out these policies that are insane. But they're not. They're not. I mean, we just confirmed a Supreme Court judge. And I don't care what the background of the person is. If you can't tell us when life begins, we'll see abortion is going to end up in the Supreme Court. So it's important that people know what they're voting for and confirming. Would you agree with that? I'm not saying that anyone had to have this view or that view, but the voting members of the Senate had the right to know. And then you get into, oh, I don't know what a male or a female is. How did you decide what kind of kids you had? She's got three kids. And we just confirmed someone that gave no answers on constitutional issues. See, that's what concerns me. It doesn't matter what her beliefs are as much. She's entitled to her beliefs. But what matters to me is there wasn't an honest sharing of ideas. And and honestly, too, the 50 Democrats would have still voted for her. And Kamala Harris would have broke the tie with her deciding vote as president of the Senate. And she was still would have been confirmed 51 to 50, even if the Republicans would have been held in check. So what really concerns me is the lack of forthrightness on the far part of the answers from the new nominee. That concerned me the whole time. And I said, to me, that's far more concerning than her views. And then her judicial record, well, <laughs> you know, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? So this is the country we now live in. This country is not even recognizable as to what it was. And we're only seeing the worst of what's to come. 
I can't even paint a scenario for the end of the year. But I'm just saying this. Food, water, you're going to need to be able to protect it. Gold and silver, because you're going to need to get outside the system that Biden is bringing economically. And you can get outside the system to some degree. In fact, actually, Jim Rickards addressed that as well, too. And he said the same thing I'm telling you right now that I've been saying for years. Uh, How much food should you get? Well, there's no limit any longer. You need to be outside the system as long as you can. You need to grow your own food. If you follow some people and they're on YouTube, you can actually learn how to garden in your home, no matter what climate you're in. Uh, Trust me. Trust me. You'll regret if you don't prepare properly. You're going to need to master natural medicine. And it's not hard to learn. You just need to read some of the experts, the good ones. Um, We use healthmasters.com. And uh, by the way, we have a coupon code over there. And I think it's common five or day five. I forget which it is. You put it, either one will work. But we use them um, for natural health care. And you're going to need tools to fix things. Because the infrastructure is not going to be there. And do you think the police are going to be responding? They're not responding now. I I did uh, a piece yesterday where I said, um, what was it? I said, uh, in New Orleans, when seconds count, the police take minutes if they come at all. And this is, honestly, is that fair to the police? Not really. No, because they're being put in this situation by Democratic leadership. Defund the police. Well, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Do you know there's no segment of our population that thinks we should defund the police? doesn't matter what race you're talking about. doesn't matter what economic strata you're talking about. But we did it anyway. And uh, we can arrest uh, protesting parents at school board meetings as being domestic terrorists now. Um, but we can have gangs uh, from leftist groups supported by foreign money that can rage through our cities, burning things down, hurting people. Yeah. So that's the state of America today. And I just wanted to get up uh, early and uh, get this out here for the country, because my my suggestion, as I started to say, is to unelect every incumbent Republican. Don't tell me your guy is OK. OK, the only one that I would even consider voting for, if I could, would be Ted Cruz. And I have my reservations there, too. His wife is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, or at least she was, Goldman Sachs official. That doesn't put her on the side of average America, and he's married to her. But he has led the charge against a lot of what's happening. He's the one guy who's standing up and protesting. Rand Paul has vacillated back and forth. You Really, I'm telling you, your choices, Mitch McConnell, how can he even call himself a Republican? Seriously, he's raising money for Liz Cheney, a traitor to this country. So unelect every Republican in the primary, every Republican. And this may not fix it, but at least you got a chance. And if America goes to the polls with the mindset, oh, were you in office? I don't have to know what your issues are. You're gone. You failed. What happens on an athletic team that's just god-awful terrible? Okay, I'll show you, give you an example. Uh, Tampa Bay, they won a Super Bowl, you know, two seasons ago. And they um, brought in a new coach with a winning record. They brought in the best quarterback of all time. And they brought in good pieces around them. 
And they said goodbye to the losers that caused them to have perennial bad records. Well, this is what you need to do in politics. We have losers running this country. Actually, we have as narcissists and people that don't care about you. They're devoid of any kind of empathy for the plight of the American people. You know, Jen Psaki is, is a good example of this view that permeates Republicans too. suck it up. It's for the better. I mean, that's what you're being told you now. Just deal with it, subject. So you're not a citizen any longer. You've lost your rights. Joe Biden, and see, I probably should have mentioned this as a shortage. We have a shortage of rights now. Joe Biden said, uh, how do you say it three times? Um, uh, your rights aren't absolute. In other words, Joe Biden's going to decide what the Constitution is. He usurps the Supreme Court. He usurps Congress, issues executive orders, and takes away your rights. Your rights are not absolute. How far will he go? I think the better question is, what won't the Democrats do? And then the Republican lapdogs are just following in line. It's easier to go along to get along. As long as we're getting those nice corporate donations and insider trading deals, oh, who cares? Unelect every Republican incumbent. Maybe we'll make an exceptional list of five. I'll work on that. The only one right now I can think of that I could firmly say he has earned a spot at re-election, but he's not up for re-election. He's got four more years. But uh, everybody else, no. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. And then you get to the general election, and you have the upstart newbie Republicans defeat the Democrats. And maybe it won't be enough, but if you got a better idea, well, you have access to me. Tell me what your idea is. To me, this is a peaceful solution to a problem that could spin out of control very easily. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, just want to tell you that we're going to do some new series over on the TV show. Um, we'll continue with our old programming. We're going to up our programming volume here because one of the things I'm going to do is a series on money systems. And you're going to really want to see this because we're about ready to go down a deep, dark path. We don't want to go down and there's no coming back from it. And then the other thing I'm going to do is about uh, the fact about how you should diversify your income, not just inside the country, but outside the country. And I'll be giving reports on countries, their economic systems, their rules, their laws, how you can go about doing it. And you don't have to be rich to do this. The baseline for diversification is about $5,000 of savings in the bank. Now, honestly, 70% of Americans don't have that. So I'm speaking to 30%. So what I'm also telling you, too, is if you can't diversify internationally, I'll still be covering what you can do nationally. And there are things you can do to protect yourself. Leaving all your apples in one basket is a huge mistake. I mean, you need to be out of the bank as much as possible. And there's not an economist out there worth the salt that's not saying the same thing. So we have a lot going on. The Common Sense Show TV is where you want to go to sign up for this. Don't forget to share this and give us a thumbs up. Thanks for tuning in. Um, God bless America and what's left of it. I, I don't know if we can restore the republic, but I've never been one to lay down and take my beating. Are you? You know, we are talking about asset diversification, both in and out of the country, 
and I hope you take this seriously, but there are other elements to consider. The powers that be are going to starve you into submission. They really are. And this is why we advertise for the storable food at preparewithdave.com. You can go there to see all the details and why we also advertise for the water filter, which is soon going to be sold out at waterwithdave.com. And the reason we do that is because they're going to use this against America. They're going to bring us to our knees. And if you want to eat, you're going to do what you're told. And there's no two ways about it. And so what I'm telling you is you need to store food. And people say to me, well, how much do I need to store, Dave? And the answer is, my opinion, two years, and you better have seeds. Seeds last about five years. And the other element that I want to make sure I cover with you, it's not enough to have the food. Because I guarantee flipping to you that the World Economic Forum is going to get governments to pass laws against food hoarding. So you better, excuse me, you better get really, really good at hiding your food. I mean, building secret panels within your home, uh, burying it uh, underneath slab <laughs> cement where you'd literally have to dig a tunnel into it. Because if you get down to that level of food, yeah. And then people, when they come to rob you and you have your bare essentials out, they get away with it if they catch you by surprise. But if you survive, you still have your storable food in effect. And I can't tell you how important this is. And you need to learn how to hide your water filters, too, because if the grid goes down, they're going to be worth their weight in gold. And there's no two ways about it, ladies and gentlemen. You're really going to need to do this. So you need the food and the water. The other thing that you're going to really need to bone up on are your allies. And what I mean by allies are don't tell people you're storing things unless you know they're storing things and you have a level of trust built up. And if you don't have that, you may just have to stick with family. But you're better off with a lot of people in a home to defend than you are with a few where you can get overwhelmed from any direction. And my friend Bob Griswold at ReadyMadeResources.com always talks about night vision. And he's right. When they come in the night, if you have night vision, you win. If they have it and you don't, you're going to lose. You're also going to need communication. And this is something that really is irreplaceable. You need to know what's going on without giving information and being tracked. And there are things you can do. And if you get a hold of Bob Griswold at ReadyMadeResources.com, he can teach you all about, and by the way, we're not making any money on this, but he can teach you all about the importance of communication and how you use it. And then you better train up and get ready. You need some level of physical fitness. You're also going to need to train and know how to use the gun. And you're going to need to practice. And and this is a reality of what we live in now today. Uh, the other side is not going to show any mercy. Just look at Antifa. Look at how the left does business. They don't get something their way. Minimum, what they do is change the rules. Maximum, they riot, they loot, they burn, they kill. And that's George Soros, George Soros, and the World Economic Forum. They are your enemy. And if you're a Christian, you've got a double burden because they're going to come for Christians. And you're going to have to learn how to form kind of underground worship. And I'd start working on that now. Well, anyway, I want to thank you for joining us. God bless all of you. And uh, we will see you in the next broadcast. And feel free to follow up with